This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. From military heroism to infamy, Benedict Arnold's name is one that has become synonymous with treasonous behavior since the beginnings of America. In the book God Save Benedict Arnold, The True Story of America's Most Hated Man by Jack Kelly, it's an exploration of the triumphs, flaws, and motivations of a figure who left an indelible mark on American history. In the book, Kelly does not exonerate Benedict Arnold for treason, but he demonstrates how Arnold was essential to victory before becoming a traitor. He offers a reevaluation of Arnold's career, shows his string of heroic achievements, and also speculates on what may have prompted Arnold's betrayal. Jack Kelly is an award-winning author and historian. His books include Band of Giants, the amateur soldiers who won America's independence, which received the Dar History Medal. He's also the author of Valkor, The Edge of Anarchy, Heaven's Ditch, and Gunpowder. He has published five novels and is a New York Foundation for the Arts Fellow in nonfiction literature. Kelly has appeared on the History Channel, National Public Radio, and C-SPAN, makes his home in the beautiful Hudson Valley in New York. Happy to have Jack Kelly join me now here on Speaking of Writers for the first time. Welcome, Jack. Well, thank you very much, Steve. It's uh, great to be with you. All right. So big question here to start. Was the purpose of this book, Jack, to give some credit to a beleaguered figure in history or to show all of us a more important point than of not judging a book by its cover? Well, I think it was a, a little bit of both. And uh, I guess my main motivation was not so much to uh, renovate the reputation of Benedict Arnold as to get across the idea that Benedict Arnold was a paradox and that he was a hero and he was a villain. He was a, somebody that was devoted to the cause of the revolution and somebody who tried to destroy the revolution. And I think the problem with a lot of the writing in the past about Benedict Arnold has been that uh, they've either tried to play down his heroism or uh, play up his uh, treason. And what I wanted people to understand is that he was both a hero and a, and a traitor, and that that paradox really gets into the uh, s some of the what I call history for adults. I mean, it's that's it's not the Parson Weems um, history where George Washington can never tell a lie. It's the, the history where many people are conflicted. Uh, some of them wavered, certainly even in the American Revolution, uh, people like Aaron Burr or um, General Charles Lee, they didn't go to the extremes of Arnold, but they wavered. They they had conflicts about whether, you know, what, what, what they wanted to do with the revolution. And we have to understand that. And I think Arnold is such a great example of just how paradoxical history can be. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, let's start with uh, in this book, you restore to its proper importance that frantic uh, 1776 campaign to halt a British invasion from Canada, which, of course, Benedict Arnold was a big part of. Yes, yeah, so the, uh, I actually wrote a book previous to this uh, about the Valcour campaign in 76, uh, a crucial and victorious, uh, basically victorious uh, campaign that stopped a British invasion from coming down through Canada at the same time that the British were attacking George Washington in New York. And the fact that uh, Benedict Arnold's uh, 
campaign in the North succeeded and um, George Washington's campaign around New York failed uh, is sort of ironic in this in that we now just remember the George Washington campaign and of course the um, the, the uh, crossing of the Delaware and the attack on Trenton that sort of gave him a last minute reprieve but the the, the uh, campaign in the North has largely been forgotten and that's so true of many of the things that Arnold was involved in as people tried to um, basically downplay his reputation over the years. Let's talk about the Battle of Saratoga. As part of your research, there was this letter that only came to light, what, in 2016, written by a militiaman two days after that turning point battle. What was in that letter? Uh, the, the significance of that letter was that it gave um, uh, credence to a a reevaluation of uh, Arnold's role in the battle at Saratoga. Uh, it was pretty obvious, and I think it was clear to some people, but even before, that Arnold was the key man in that battle. He was the the battlefield leader. Horatio Gates was in overall command, but he was more the strategic thinker and and was trying to manage an an entire army. and And Arnold was out there in the field fighting. Um, there were many accounts over the years that Arnold was not did not participate or did not have much of a role at Saratoga. Either he was drunk or he had been relieved of his command or he had been just was just sulking in his cabin. And now today, I think those um, theories are being debunked, and that that letter just reinforced that fact that uh, Arnold was the essential man in that battle. Let's go back to a year before that in 1775. Your book also offers a new appreciation of the capture of Fort Ticonderoga, um, where a lot of the credit was given to Ethan Allen. Yeah, that that was another case of uh, people trying to downplay Arnold's achievements. Uh, the capture of Ticonderoga was in, in the control of Lake Champlain uh, was very, very important in the in the war because the British a strategic objective was to come down Lake Champlain, invade the colonies from Canada, and they sent a large army over to Canada with the intention of doing that. But because Arnold took over Ticonderoga, um, they they had to build a whole fleet of warships up in Canada. It took all summer, and that was what ended up with the uh, the the stymieing of that. Um, invasion in 1776. And um, Ethan Allen was certainly at the takeover of Ticonderoga uh, with his Green Mountain Boys, which is a, a um, vigilante group that he'd gotten up. And they provided the manpower, but the leadership, the idea, and, and particularly the initiative to take control of all of Lake Champlain was all Benedict Arnold. And um, as a result, the the the, the takeover Ticonderoga is now just a footnote in history. And a lot of people have asked, and, and you talk about this in the book, he had virtually no military training. So how did he develop these great battlefield skills? Uh, I think the main thing, I, I, would, I would point to two things. One was he was a ship's captain before the Revolutionary War began and had a lot of experience uh, uh, out on the high seas. And to be a ship's captain, particularly in those days, you had to be a, a pretty tough character, uh, 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 really assert yourself over the crew, 
um, also plan ahead, you know, have attention to detail, all these skills transferred over into the military. And it was true that Arnold had virtually no military training. But I think the other thing is that when he started off to war, he found that he had a gift and he was just a, a natural fighter, had the sense of tactics and strategy. And it probably even surprised him, but he was just a, he was just a natural at what he was doing. Jack, do you think we all have two sides inside of us battling it out for supremacy of the one being? Well, I think that we all, if we look inside, we all have conflicts. We all have changes of mind, changes of heart over various things and to various degrees. Um, I think that for Benedict Arnold, uh, first of all, he never looked inside. He was not an introspective character. He never thought he really thought that he had committed treason. He thought he was doing the what was right at the time uh, because he felt that the it's, it was time to end the war. And so he went over to the British with the intention of speeding up the end of the war. that was that was the way he saw it. Um, but uh, the the conflicts, the the contradictions in him uh, were certainly, um, so large that they're very hard to explain. A lot of people thought he, he did it for the money, influenced by his yep. loyalist wife, was the other theory. Yep. Not so. Well, there are many theories, and, and the, the, those the two you just mentioned, uh, there was a theory that he didn't like the French alliance. Or there was his disgruntlement over the promotions that he got from Congress. And all of these theories have been proposed, and and many historians have their their favorite theory, but I don't think any of them um, really explain. They're more excuses than explanations. And um, my own answer to the question, why did he go over to the British, is I really don't know. And I I sometimes wonder if he knew himself why he did it. You know, if he would have would have been able to really articulate the real reason he did it, I talk about certain um, issues in the book. Uh, he was somewhat of a narcissist. He liked to be uh, in the center of things, and when he was wounded at Saratoga, he was pretty pretty much put out of commission. And one way to get back in was to become a traitor, and he really did become the the center of the world in, in the way he saw it in that he was going to solve the whole problem by uh, changing sides. And it was a life or death strategy. I mean, if he had been dis discovered in this plot, he would have been hanged. So to him, it was exciting and it was it was a, a ego gratification, I'd say. I would not go as far as say that was the reason he did it, but um, it was, certainly was a factor. What would you like readers to take away from God Save Benedict Arnold, Jack? Well, I think um, the two things I would uh, point to is, one is a, an understanding of, of the complexity of human nature. And, and I think just Benedict Arnold is just a, a perfect example of that, 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 um, that whether it's George Washington or Benedict Arnold or anybody else, it's a complicated story, and and everybody that's involved in history has their their complications. Uh, the other thing is, we're you know we're coming up to the 250th anniversary. 
And really the story of Benedict Arnold is a good uh, entryway into the um, learning about and thinking about the revolution because he was involved in all the major uh, operations in the first three years of the war. So if you just follow his career along, you get a good view of from one person's perspective of how the war unfolded in, in, from 75, 76, and 77. The book is God Save Benedict Arnold, The True Story of America's Most Hated Man. The author is Jack Kelly. You can connect online with Jack Kelly on his website, jackkellybooks, all one word, dot com. Jack, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much, Steve. And this is Speaking of Writers.